And we're go. We are go for show. We are go for show. And if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This one's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Yeah. Just because um, I don't know how to put it. Super Tuesday sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. That um, that, that too. But uh, that was the kicker. And the, then the, the latest episode of Picard was just like <sighs> it was so emotional. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was an awesome reunion on that episode. Oh, uh, yeah. I saw on um, somebody posted a photo of he like um, him and Worf like hugged. Right? No. Who? Riker. Riker. He was the guy that sat funny, right? <laughs> sad fun oh <laughs> who straddled chairs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he yeah he was sort of like the the john wayne of space oh you know? nice yeah so yeah. um but oh, yeah he's got uh, him and deanna troy they live together oh they yeah. ended up together uh-huh and, nice. and they have a daughter oh cool and they all i don't want to i don't know how much you want me to spoil for you that's fine. Since you're never going to watch this show. Okay. No. Listeners, if you haven't seen episode seven of Star Trek Picard. Uh, this is a little warm up, by the way. You know, turn away. Oh, okay. Warm up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, Hit them bags. The <laughs> they also had a son who okay. passed away. <gasps> no. Uh, the son had a. The son had I mean, a. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually oh, serious. Man. Okay. The only, I'm actually serious because like um, I always liked the character of deanna troy ah okay someone might say i liked her a little too much okay. <laughs> well clearly you're a fan of uh counselors so i'm you also know. a fan of uh yeah i'm a fan of all counselors of all <laughs> ages <laughs> but um <laughs> from upper 30s to you know late 70s d- d- wow okay yeah Cool. Um, so <laughs> they had a son who had passed away from some, you know, terminal space illness that uh, only exists on the show. But it turns out um, that there could have been a cure for this had the Federation not outlawed uh, research into um, artificial life, which okay. which is uh, something that was enacted about 14 years prior from when the show takes place because there was a massive uprising by uh, artificial life forms within the Federation. Synthesoids, right? Yeah. Synthesoids. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's, term they're using yeah. for some of them. And uh, had research into artificial life not been outlawed, um, there could have been a cure uh, for their for their son because they, the disease was uh, silicon-based for some reason. So... Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that there was a tragedy. But besides that, like the acting in this episode was top notch. I mean, first of all, just seeing the three of them in the same space together, it was like, <gasps> it really like, if you're a fan, any level of, of fan for Star Trek, even somebody like you would have watched that scene and been like, oh, this is kind of cool. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, like, Look, I'm not saying that I'm 100% like I might come off as a hater and that's definitely valid, but um, <laughs> and there is some truth to that. But 
you know, there is a soft spot that I have for Star Trek. You know, mm-hmm. I did watch um, uh, some TNG. Uh-huh. Um, was more a fan of the original series. Okay. Um, and, yeah, overall, like, I like Star Trek. I do like Star Trek. It's just, it's difficult for me to get into uh, because um, there's so many episodes which I just couldn't, I don't know. There, there's just a lot of the, a lot of Star Trek that I just can't. It has to have some kind of either dystopian or adventure aspect to <laughs> to it. And I always, but the thing that I liked about that I like still like about Star Trek is that it back then in the in the next generation and in parts of the original, yeah, the original series they painted this version of the future, which was utopian. And I kind of, I, that's, I kind of took a lot of comfort in that because it's among all the other series that I liked, Mm -hmm. you know, you have your sci-fi fantasy or star Wars, you have your blade runners, you have this and that. Um, (laughs) No, no, I was really yawning. I'm sorry. That was a, that was a natural yawn. Okay. All right. Um, and uh, <laughs> I thought you were just like ho hum, um, and your Battlestar Galacticas and and your space aboves and beyonds. Um, I love I love that show. Anyway, um, it, it presented a version of the future where I didn't. It felt like it was full of. It's like no no no. You won't be fighting robots in space or alien or you know be running from crazy alien races or a fascistic empire that's after your ass all the time. It's going to be fine. We're just going to explore and see what's out there. And I was like, you know what? Cool. But then, you know, I saw Picard the first two episodes Mm -hmm. and it was just like, what if we took this utopian future and gave it guns? (laughs) And I was like, you know, uh, no, no, thanks. Uh, it's like so many handing Betty White guns. Oh, Jesus. It's just like, no, that doesn't fit at all. But it would still be awesome. But <laughs> it Betty White with guns? Come on. Yeah, it would be pretty awesome. Um, well, first of all, Star Trek has always had uh, aspects of conflict within it. I mean, yes, uh, Earth achieved a certain level of peace and unity, even in, in the original series. And the original series was centered around exploration. However, there were fascistic empires that stood against the Federation, the Romulans, the Klingons. Right, right, right. No, you no, know, no. in order to reflect uh, the conflicts of the time with the uh, the USSR. Um, and in regards to internal conflicts, which is what I think you're alluding level to, of peace. And um, they did it more in the movies, which I feel like they still in the original series was hang on. They did it in the movies. They did it more in the movies, which I always thought. And in regards to internal in order to reflect, I feel like they still. Three weeks later. I think we should kick off the show. Yeah. All right. Let's kick it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. Together we are Robots Robots versus versus Taxes taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. Uh, Welcome to episode number 141. Yeah. Your favorite nerds that get political. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> we're not sure for how much longer though, because yeah, <laughs> we're getting kind of sick of this shit. Yeah. Oh my god, it seems like a ne- like it just feels like like I wake up and somebody just like, hey, he's awake, and then they just jump on the bed and stomp me in the face, <laughs> um, and then poop in your mouth. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so I like there, there have been a few things where I'm just like, oh, America, why, why do, why do we do this? Why do we do this dance? Mm. Um, let's start off with Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday. Super Tuesday, uh, which, uh, turned out to be kind of a very disappointing day for progressives. Mm. Uh, We, uh, Biden came in and clinched a bunch of delegates. Yeah. Um, all over the U.S., And while uh, Bernie clinched some delegates, but enough to make progressives, um, but basically it put me on edge. It put, I'm I'm sure it put a bunch of progressives on edge. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because we were all like, you know, Biden, (laughs) that dude, you know. Like who's gonna who's gonna seriously who's gonna vote for somebody who lied about you know working with Nelson Mandela during the the uh, during apartheid and lied and, about getting and, arrested and lied about getting arrested and you know and uh, basically didn't believe Anita Hill right yeah and was against integration of schools and busing uh, I gotta admit <laughs> I am still perplexed as to how he received so much of the vote in southern states especially among black voters uh i think that's something that's going to be analyzed for quite some time uh but here's the thing uh, about super tuesday can i can i just sure sure interject here um because i i read an uh uh, an article in afropunk basically saying that um black voters were hedging their bets they're going they're backing a sure thing Bernie mm. represents something that seems too, uh, too, uh, too different, mm. you know, to actually make any kind of impression. Mm. And to that, I'm just like, you know what? People are going to vote the way they vote. I'm not going to like knock um, black voters for doing what they did. They're obviously trying to look out for for what is in the best interest of the country going moving towards the future. And uh, I don't agree with it, but mm-hmm. that's just the way it is, right? I agree. I mean, there. I think that there is a level of trepidation in the black community in regards to embracing this democratic socialist future in which all people have increased access and security because it's just something that the community is not used to even broaching you know it's more about fighting for every little bit of a of a human right that should have been ours from the get-go um but even to this day still has to be fought for i mean it was only last year that certain states passed laws where black people can use their hair the way it grows out of their head in schools and in the workplace and not be penalized by the institution or an employer, respectively. Uh, that's wild. That's wild. I mean, you know, up until that point, it was um, some of the argument was that, oh, you know, the hair is unkempt or it doesn't appear, quote unquote, professional. And it's just like, well, the standard of professionalism that's been set by 
these institutions and employers are white standards and it just doesn't grow out of black people's he- uh, heads like that. Um, but what? that, but that's neither here or there. Right, right, right. When, when it comes down to uh, Super Tuesday, um, you know, a lot of people were hoping that Bernie Sanders and to a certain extent Elizabeth Warren's messages would just sort of sweep over this country and say, yes, it is time that we join the rest of the civilized world with uh, universal health care, with taking care of the working class, with putting policies in place that will minimize and in some cases eliminate people just being victimized by corporate greed and Wall Street and and whatnot. Um, But I think people... I think if whether whether the change affects you negatively or potentially affects you positively, it seems that change scares people no matter which way you cut it. Right, right. Um, and, you know, uh, there has been, uh, you know, with regards to Warren, uh, draw, uh, and, you know, I felt really bad that, Warren dropped out of the race. Yeah, it, it was, it was really sad. It was actually really sad. It was really um, sad because uh, you know, and I and I talked to Sabrina about it. You know, we we had a very lengthy discussion, uh, wherein she got really, uh, you know, rightfully and righteously upset um, about this whole thing uh, with uh, with Warren uh, kind of being passed over yeah uh she came in third in her own state yeah i mean it, it's it was it's disappointing uh that uh people don't take a female candidate seriously i mean we like unless I feel she's like unless a lot she's... of a lot of democrats do but i feel like the majority of the united states is just like no 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 we're not ready she has to be perfect right yeah unless she uh, unless she rises up from a uh, political dynasty like Hillary Clinton does, right. you know, it's and even Hillary Clinton, she didn't she didn't make it. She lost against a chump. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a chimp. Yeah. Chump. <laughs> so uh, so it, it's very disheartening. And then uh, I have to I have to re- I have to quote Sabrina because she said something that haunted me, something that haunted me to my core. Like it made so much sense that it just clicked into place, and it just became like a horrifying reality that I was just like, "Oh!" So she does see dead people. <laughs> I knew it. All these years, it's those eyes. Sometimes they're just those big saucer eyes of hers. I'm yeah. just like, she's seeing something that's not here, you yeah. know. And it's you know, it's not just me eating fajitas. Yeah. Well, um, that's horrible enough. I know, you it know? Is. It's very cool. Oh my god. God, you talk don't about even, like there is Jesus wept, right? You don't even chew. It's yeah. just you're like a snake. <laughs> you're just <laughs> just in your <laughs> Um So anyway <laughs> I mean the fact that she said, um, you know what's gonna happen? She said there will be a woman president and the Republicans are gonna get her elected. And she's going to be the most awful, like right-leaning, um, terrifying woman that's that's basically arisen 
from the Republican Party. Oh, like uh, we're talking about the most neoconservative, you know, populist, strong man tack. Like basically, uh, like Sarah Palin on steroids, right? Oh no, you're talking about that Fox News anchor. What's her name? Ingram. Yeah, something like that. Ingram. Something. She's horrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is horrible. Someone like that. I'm not saying that I wish any. Vote for her. I'm not saying I wish anything bad on her. I'm just saying, you know, if I saw her in a burning building and I had the only ladder in the immediate area. Dude, come by and play some like Fallen Order That's with me, right. man. You Bring know, that ladder, dude. It's like, I'm sorry, I got a, you know, Fallen Order, Jedi and such, you know. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Anyways, uh, she's so, terrible. Yeah, she's, she's, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're oh. right. I don't. I. I can't. I. I can't decide over who's more terrible. Her, Candace Owens. It's like both of them bother me to oh. a very distinct degree that I can only amount to a human, a human version of nails on a chalkboard. Candace Owens. She. There. There's nobody as deep right now in the sunken place as her. I mean, even Kanye, Kanye has an excuse somewhat. He's bipolar, schizophrenic yeah, or something he, along those lines. He has a, he has a, he's has a mental illness. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still hold him partially responsible for his words. Uh, I'm probably never going to forgive him for that whole slavery was a choice uh, quote. But the thing is with him, if he had at least some sort of supportive community around him. I think part of his ridiculousness could be mitigated. Candace Owens is completely in control of her faculties and she is just, she is just off the rail. She will say and do anything for that GOP dollar, you know? So I, you know, I have absolutely no respect for her and I hope that she's never elevated to the point of holding any sort of public office not even, you know, PTA secretary or anything like that. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that Ingram will ever run for office. I don't know. Famous last words. Who knows? How, let's let's hope <sighs> that never happens. But um, I'm saying that. Well, me, both me and Sabrina are saying that. So the Republicans, they don't since, like we the. I feel like with the Democratic establishment and Democratic voters, um, we have shown that we are, for some reason, there is like 500,000 litmus tests mm. for a woman to become a candidate. Oh. Um, and for Republicans, I don't think they have that those same standards. It's like, hey, you got a pulse? Yeah. Hey, are you evil? <laughs> it's like, hey, there's a place for you up top there. <laughs> So uh, that's that's what that's my that's that has become my new fear. Um, so, well, we have yeah. to we have to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, I I really hope. Jesus Christ, I I just I really hope that uh, one day we do have a woman president. I'm hoping it's it's one of the squad. I'm hoping it's AOC. Oh man. Uh, that would be amazing. Yes. Uh, but for right now, it's you know, it's a sad day. It's it's sad. It's that Warren has uh, is no longer a candidate. But it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everybody's talking about how like 
they're just like there could be one possible solution to this and that would me that would be if she becomes the house majority leader oh now, man i'm sorry the senate majority leader oh. now if that were to happen <laughs> then she would enact a kind the kind of change that would it, it would change it would change things fundamentally yes and it would level things out to a degree that you know it's fine that she like it's fine that she didn't win the presidency she's the fucking senate majority leader yep yep um so let's hope that happens fingers crossed uh, fingers i would crossed. love to see that um, but for right now um is it safe to say that this show is in- endorsing bernie sanders absolutely okay. i I, th- I thought it was kind of obvious like, well no no actually no it wasn't a given because if I'm being 100% completely honest, I would have been happy as a pig in shit whether the Democratic nominee is Bernie or Elizabeth, because um, I felt like both of that, both of their platforms were so similar, and whatever, whatever gripe you might have against Warren or Sanders, um, I honestly believe that at their core, they honestly want to make this country better. They honestly want to alleviate the suffering of the working class, of the poor, of the marginalized. I honestly believe that. Um, so I would have been happy with either of them. But since um, Elizabeth is no longer in the running at this point, um, yeah, I think it's safe to say that this show officially endorses Bernie Sanders. That's right. You got you get the RVT bump, Bernie. Yeah. <laughs> And that's akin to like uh, finding an ant crawling on your arm. Hey, <laughs> you know, you, you never know what that could lead to. You know, but, uh, butterfly effect and such. Yes, you know, so. of course. Yes, right. I've taken to saying and such a hell of a lot because of you. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I've noticed that, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's my doing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freaking program me. Oh. I say that by myself, too. It's like, uh, you know, gargle and such. <laughs> you know, it's all everything about me is like stems from some aspect of The Simpsons. So that's where I got it. Ah, I see. Uh, where, I see. you know, uh, Homer was discussing something and he goes and such and such. Um <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't been Simpsonized yet, like in, in <laughs> yeah, cartoon no, form. Oh my god, that would be amazing. We got to get somebody on that. Yeah. Uh, if any of our listeners are artists um, who are willing to do this for free, <laughs> 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 or maybe a few beers, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'd love it if you Simpsonized us. Yes, that would be amazing. Um, but let's get, let's get back to the ever-present darkness that is today's uh, American political system. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So, um, you know, I, it's funny that you brought up Kanye West. I, th- I I was just like, how do I like Kanye West's name just recently came up again? Did it really? Yeah. And it was re- with regards to um, he, he went to he took his Sunday service to France uh-huh. and he basically uh, th- there was a there was an LGBTQ performer uh, about to appear at an arena or a venue mm-hmm. and um that Kanye West was be that he was bringing his uh his Sunday service to and they got kicked off the venue uh in order to make way for Kanye's uh show 
So uh, this is uh, this wow. is a c- kind of like a continuing narrative with Kanye West and his views on uh, on on you know people in the queer community. It's really it's really unfortunate. <laughs> wow. It's really unfortunate because he's that that is just uh, like I I still I don't understand how people can still support this asshole when he's so clearly showing his true nature right now. I, so I bet he still thinks he's the voice of a generation, but I don't know any generation that he's speaking for, not not any generation of color. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're I mean, I know the generation he's speaking to. They're all at the fucking maggot rallies. Uh, yeah. So that artist's name was Faya Menard. And oh. uh, and uh, their show was called The Maison Mayor. Um, and I hope they bring that show back. Yeah. So, um, you know, because fuck Kanye West. Seriously. Yeah. Fuck Kanye yeah. West. And you can tell him. Yeah. From us. From us. <laughs> With a bow on it. Yeah. So let's. Uh, let's move on to uh, this. This is a, a tough one to talk about. Do you want to talk about Nathan Woods? I feel that we should. Okay. Um, uh, you can you can take the lead on this mm. one. This this is so difficult. Yeah. Uh, so in Alabama, um, a uh, man named Nathan Woods was put to death. Was executed by the state. Was murdered mm. uh, by the state. Uh, for a crime he didn't commit. Basically, uh, three police officers were shot by a gunman who was shooting from inside the house where Nathan Woods was a bystander. Mm -hmm. And still, he was executed as if he pulled the trigger. Mm. Uh, I've been reading up on this stuff ever since Sean King's first, you know, on this story ever since Sean King started posting about it. Um, it is kind of devastating yes, uh, and really depressing in, in the way that I feel that uh, the injustice and the racism that stems from this kind of speaks volumes. Uh, given that there have been a few reports saying how the three police officers were involved in this shooting, who were involved in the shooting, were somehow tied to skimming bribes off uh, the drug dealers that oh, were involved in the shooting. Of course. Um, and that um, Nathan Woods, uh, he was forgiven by the sister of one of the police officers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, Sean King and uh, a few other political leaders tried to launch a stay of execution. Yeah. Which they did, and then which happened, but then moments afterwards, yeah, um, the state was just like, nah, fuck it, pretty much, um, pretty much. And I was like, uh, you know, Alabama is, you know, there's a reason why I feel like uh, Nina Simone made the song. Uh, oh wait, no, that was Mississippi, Mississippi. Uh, <laughs> Whoops. But um, I feel like it could apply, yeah, though. Yeah, it could you apply. Know. You know Alabama, what? goddamn. Yeah, Alabama, <laughs> goddamn. <sighs> I mean, uh, I, I don't know what else to say, really. Uh, there's, wanna... there's not much to say. Uh, this young man was essentially 
uh, railroaded into execution. Uh, even though uh, the cries of so many uh, implored the state to re-examine the evidence, to take everything into account, since this was not an open and shut case, uh, but they still went ahead anyway, because in this country, no matter how crooked the police officer, we canonize them as something to be completely untouched, and somebody, if their blood is spilled, somebody's blood has to be spilled. And it's a very, it's just a savage way to look at things. Um, I feel so bad for this young man's family and for him, no matter which way his life went, uh, whether he did uh, good or bad, uh, whether he left behind anybody or not in regards to children. In America, we're supposed to have this thing called due process where you are innocent until proven guilty. Um, and to have his situation, which had so many doubts, so many holes into what happened that day, and for him, for his life to be taken just to satisfy what? The state's bloodlust. The state's racist bloodlust. Uh, if, 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 it, if it doesn't reinforce the, the specter of what Alabama is and how it continues the tradition of slavery, lynching, the, marginal, the marginalization of black people, like this just cemented it for decades if not centuries to come yeah ah man i I, yeah i don't i'm kind of speechless here i don't really know i don't know what else to say other than i feel just really sorry for the family we need criminal justice reform in this country yeah badly and you know you know not to uh like not to s- switch topics sharply, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of, with, with regards, uh, uh, like, yeah, we're, we, we're turning around and we're, we're endorsing Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of, a lot of people would say, you know, fuck these guys because uh, of the Bernie bros and like their aggressive tactics and stuff like that. Um, and to them, I say we're about to dox you. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but like, uh, you know, uh, I, there are a lot of people. There's a lot of anti-Bernie hate because a lot of the, a lot of the Bernie Bros are basically souring uh, the political system um, via Twitter, you know. And to them, I say, um, you know, yeah, there are bad. There are a few bad people out, out there. There, there's a bad patch. It exists with fans of Biden too, uh, but you know, there is there is Biden who has a history of um, you know vaguely treading on racist lines, mm-hmm. and then there is Bernie Sanders who I feel like above, uh, like uh, out of the two candidate, the two front runners, mm-hmm. I feel like he w- is most prepared to speak to the minorities of color like the communities of color Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh and and i i feel like just because a few people are saying shit online doesn't mean that you can turn take the privileged position of 
saying like fuck healthcare or fuck people's rights. Yeah. Um, you know, uh and um basically let the let us go back to to our regularly scheduled program. We can't afford it. No, we can't. It really speaks to the dissonance that is happening in this country. When we talk about Bernie Bros, we're talking about an internet phenomenon that has existed way before him and will exist way after him in so much as people online are super brave because they don't have to face a person face to face. They don't have to put themselves in harm's way. So they feel that they can be uh, just the worst aspect of a person and somehow have that be valid. But more to the point, when you look at these Bernie bros, is there anything that they're saying or that they argue about that aligns with anything that Bernie Sanders is saying or doing? There is nothing in his policy, in his personal behavior that calls for this sort of tactic from quote unquote Bernie bros. This is something that media has locked onto to try to associate with Bernie Sanders as much as possible in order to muddy the water. It's 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 difficult to put into words, but I guess we'll look at the biggest example. When you look at somebody like Trump, who has routinely spoke about marginalizing people who are other, who are not of this country and have a certain skin tone and labeling them as rapists, as murderers, and then having that repeated by his followers, that is how you make the association between the the base and the person who's leading that base. There is nothing in Bernie Sanders' background, his policy, his speeches, that supports whatever it is these Bernie bros are prattling on about online. And when I hear people say, oh, it really turns me off from the Bernie campaign when I uh, see these Bernie bros, it's just like, no, 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 no. You're not doing this right. You're supposed to look at the policy right. that this individual will enact. Just because you don't like their supporters doesn't mean that you turn around and turn away from the man and his policies. That's just, there's no other way to put it. You're just not a thinking person if you do it that way. I mean, you can look at any single candidate that has ever run for, for office and go into their base and you will find segments of that base that you don't like, that you feel threatened by or this, that or the other. It doesn't mean that you just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Um, you know, um, so, uh, you know, delving further into the whole Bernie Sanders thing. Um, recently, a Nazi protester attended a Sanders rally mm -hmm. um, and uh, waved the Nazi flag. You know. Who's first of all, who's making these things? It should be illegal to make those things in this country. Right. Uh, and here's uh, here's one thing that I picked up, uh, you know, off off social media is that a lot of people were saying, like, um, 
How can the Bernie Bros be violent if that guy made it out of that arena in one piece? You know, um, because a lot of people have accused the Bernie Bros of being violent. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, yeah, I mean, and that, that's not to say that Bernie, what what people say on behalf of Bernie Sanders isn't disheartening, because it is. I have seen a lot of ugliness thrown from, you know, people who support Bernie, but. Um, Shit, man. But don't, just, do they really support Bernie, though? That's the that you see this. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this yeah, is yeah. this is the problem that I have when people say just because somebody says prefaces what their actions or words with. I support Bernie Sanders and then goes and does a whole bunch of horrible shit and says a whole bunch of horrible shit. It doesn't mean that they support this candidate. You can't say I'm for Medicare for all and then turn around and be a fucking sexist. I mean, I know these type of people might exist out there. But I honestly think these are just internet trolls who are either trying to sink his his campaign. Maybe these are foreign actors who are. Uh, I mean, we know that our process is being interrupted by um, by, by Russia. By yeah. Russia, so you can't you can't count them out. Even Bernie Sanders said that uh, a few debates ago. He's just like, just let it be clear, as you know, yeah, as you preface that doing, stuff. You're doing the Bernie. <laughs> well, you the, did that really good. You did the Bernie point. You know, really I can good. understand why he does that because they both go really yeah, well yeah, to yeah. let it be clear. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but you know, we do have other elements that are. Uh, poisoning our process right now that are causing people to uh, have these conversations that don't even make sense. I could I could say, <laughs> I mean, you and I have been friends for a long time and I can say I'm Pavel's friend and then go out and do a whole bunch of shit that you would never, <laughs> ever approve of. And then if somebody comes back to you, it's just like, what are you going to do about it? You're going to be like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. I've yeah. never held a gun. You're, I go out and shoot a bunch of people. You're like, I've never held a gun in my life. True. I've never supported. Well. I've never. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, uh, besides for like a video game. Yeah, you know, yeah. so. <laughs> but, you know, you know what I mean? It's just like you you have to think deeper than that. Unless the candidate themselves are saying things that call for these sorts of actions. You can't make that association on top of that. Bernie Sanders has disavowed these people several times. Right. Several. It's like, what else do you need him to do? Do you need him to go online and actually get into flame wars with these people? Oh my god! Like, think. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's like, no, no, no. I think that you should take your sexist shit, <laughs> kick rocks. <laughs> um. And with that, I feel like we should uh, switch over uh, to the robots. Section. Yes, please. Oh God. Please. Oh, God, the Oasis is here. <laughs> I'm Pablo Morales Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes Texas. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Yes, 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 yes. Um, ah, yes. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> it went from Goldblum into Bane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Goldbane. Goldbane. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) Life finds a way. (laughs) Toblerones for everyone. (laughs) I I don't know. uh, All right. So. uh, Oh, my God. So what are we (laughs) doing? When your city is ashes, does that mean that you hunt dinosaurs? (laughs) 
Ay, ay, ay. So there was a um, yes, uh, a trailer or something that you said that uh, I think the the hunt. Holy shit! Uh, I guess we're. I mean, that's delving more into the taxes section again. But it's about this movie. It, it's a it's a Blumhouse movie, and it's about um, conservatives being hunted by um, liberals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it caused a mighty roar, you know, and yeah. even Trump brought it up. He's like, yeah, they want to pick a fight with us. They were going to pick a fight with them. Eh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. So this movie is being released. And, um, yeah, I guess we're going to we're going to watch it. Right. Yep. It's bound to be a laugh riot. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Yeah. Um, I am. 99% sure this movie does not advocate rounding up conservatives and hunting them. I think I'm sure that this movie has a deeper message in regards to taking um, political extremism and making it normal. Yeah. Um, and if it doesn't, then we'll, we'll dis- disavow it and we'll like tear it to shreds. But that's right. That's right. Um, I mean, but I'd say I'd be seriously be shocked if this yeah, movie was, know, just right? like, was just go like, go out and hunt a conservative today. I'd be like, holy, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> first of all, first of all, do you know how expensive gun licenses yeah. are? Shit, man. I'd you can't ra- just get one in New York State. Yeah, man. I'd rather get a flat screen TV. Get the yeah. fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> shit. I'll shoot them on Call of Duty. Yeah. Where I'm king. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Video game violence is about as far yeah. as I go, you know. Yeah. Hell with the much. rest of that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this should be an interesting movie. And and if it's gotten this sort of uh, buzz, uh, hopefully it's justified because uh, ultimately you want to make people think. Yes. Uh, with these uh, sorts of films, it's, it kind of reminds me a little bit on um, how white people got upset over Get Out. Oh, yeah. It was because it, it's just like, <laughs> oh, it's making white people out to be villains and out to, you know, harm black people. It's just like, yeah, look, man, open up a history book, you know. Yeah. But but really the deeper message was how the um, the treatment and ownership of black bodies by non-black people in this country um, and how they're they're treated and subjugated. Uh, throughout the history of this country leads to this sort of like subculture. I mean, there, when you, when you go out into the street or when you look at corporate America or uh, academic institutions, you see black people occupying certain spaces that are controlled by white people. Just one example off the top of my head, uh, collegiate and professional sports. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's mostly, black athletes who first of all on the college level um are not allowed to be paid uh even though their efforts and their labor bring in millions if not billions to this industry um and whenever the question is broached uh, in regards to well why can't these student athletes be paid the top response that you usually hear is that oh it's it's against the the spirit of college level sports (laughs) 
because <laughs> I'm sure they say that from their pool of diamonds. Exactly. It's like these are student athletes and it's about the competition. Meanwhile, you speak to some of these athletes who are playing on on levels that are really, really close, if not actually professional. Yeah, it's practically professional. With the amount of training that they have to do and and focus that they have to put into playing these games uh, to the detriment of their studies. That's the other excuse that these people bring up. It's just like, they're also getting a, a free education. It's like, mm, but are you giving them the time to actually utilize that education? On top of that, a lot of these athletes are coming from places where they they may not have um the support network behind them to make sure that they eat the way that they're supposed to or i mean there have been a few college athletes who've stepped up and said no i've gone to bed hungry even though i've had training the next day just because i can't afford food i remember there was a story about some like college athlete living out of his fucking car yeah and i'm just like jesus christ and meanwhile, they're just like, you know, you get these the the college, you know, the college coaches and the heads saying like, uh, you know, it, it violates the spirit of the, of collegiate uh, sports. Yeah. And then they snort a fat line of co- uh, yeah. like, you know, cocaine, you know, and then just drink their, you know, um, martinis and <laughs> whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> With 28 their, Krug. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> champagne. <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it, you know, um, one of the most uh, brilliant segments that I've seen sort of outlining this problem was done by John Oliver on that show last week tonight yeah, yeah, yeah. on HBO. Brilliant show. And you can catch this segment on YouTube. I think you just uh, type in uh, college sports with John Oliver. Yeah. And you'll see it. And it really just outlines how what of a, a horrendous system it is. Listen, I'm not talking about giving these student athletes millions upon millions of dollars, but they are. You're calling them student athletes, but they are essentially employees that you don't pay. Right. You're giving them some perks. You're giving them this education, which, again, they may not be able to fully utilize if you give them such a difficult workout schedule. Uh, to play these games. Um, so something in that system needs to change. I'm glad you brought up YouTube because you know what else is on YouTube? This show. Oh, that's um, right. Oh, <laughs> yes. Robots versus taxes on almost every day. <laughs> we have a brand new fresh clip of genius. Every single day, yes. actually. So of comedic gold. Um wherein we bring our our really bizarre insights into your life daily uh and also check us out on google podcasts spotify itunes and uh you know send us an email at uh robots versus taxes at gmail.com r-o-b-o-t-s-v as in victor s as in sam taxes t-a-x-e-s at gmail.com uh, and uh, send us your questions. And if you want relationship <laughs> advice, we will also offer relationship advice to you. Um, and if you want advice about taxes, we will respond with advice for your relationship. Yeah. So <laughs> we will we will also have sex advice at the ready with every question about your taxes. So um, so yeah, drop us a line and uh, 
And yeah, that's that's our shameless uh, self promotion. <laughs> well, we ha- we have to. Nobody else is doing it for yeah, us. You exactly. Know, so, <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, what else? Uh, oh, I wanted to talk to you about. Wow, that, that was so weird that we veered like violently into sports. <laughs> and I was just like, whoa. We never talk we about never sports. We never talk about sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I wanted to talk about the Batmobile. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's right. Man. Which people have been turning into Fast and Furious 9 memes. Oh, man. Because he has got a sweet ass ride. <laughs> Let me tell you. Holy crap. That that car looks kind of uh, mean, man. It's it's, it's a fucking uh, muscle car. It is. <laughs> it's like a roadster. It's like awesome. I almost wish that they put like the two giant bat eyes on the hood, the way they did in the classic Batman comics. Do you remember, like? Yes. <laughs> oh my god! As soon as you said it, like I have like a specific frame of reference oh man i bet you there'll be a shot in the movie that sort of alludes to that uh that old design but yeah that uh, the design of this film is looking better and better the more that they release so i'm hoping that the actual content of the film and the writing and the acting are on par with that Well, I, I feel like Robert Pattinson is gonna Where are those sounds of laughing children oh, coming th- from? That's uh, t- next door. Are you sure? Yeah. Hold on. Let me. Because last week your pipes were making some weird ass noises. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let me go investigate. Hold on a second. Oh, no. It's just a little. Oh, my God. No. No. And we're back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, I almost got away from that <laughs> intact, you know? <laughs> so, um, wow, that's going to require a lot of editing. <laughs> so, um, so you think that the Batmobile looks cool? I it's do. It's an interesting choice to go with something so familiar, right? I think, I think it's in line with what they're going with with this Batman. It's an earlier version, younger version. He's not completely established. It's like, it's not Batman year one, but probably year two or year three. Yeah. Um, so he's still, you know, getting his feet wet, you yeah. know, maybe not quite breaking backs yet, but learning how to <laughs> shut down kidneys with just the right kick, you right. know? So it's right. <laughs> Crippling criminals. <laughs> Good Lord. As he continues his assault on the poor yeah. in Gotham City. <laughs> as you aptly pointed out many episodes ago. I mean. This man is capitalism yeah, is right. what he, he is. is. <laughs> Cap man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like the I like the car. It does scream Batman year one to me, though. Hmm. It does scream like uh Okay, I, I guess I'm gonna need a mode of transportation. Yeah. Uh, what's the fastest thing I could find? <laughs> Slap some extra, you know, G force on that. <laughs> on a twenty-eight, like a, a you know, a ninety-eight Hyundai. <laughs> I'm gonna get a car, but put a jet engine yeah. in it. <laughs> so it I, will rip itself apart. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that. Um, I don't know. I, I think that it's going to be, it's definitely going to be Batman Year One. 
you know, um, and I hope it it makes allusions towards the animated series. I mean, with all the red yeah. that we're seeing from this, <laughs> it does feel like the red sky that exists on Batman the animated series. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm wondering if they will make any references to the larger DC universe in this movie because the Joker movie didn't necessarily do that, did it? Only one shot references uh, the greater um, DC universe, which is uh, basically when it's at the top of the movie when it's zooming in on. But it's a Batman reference. You Mm. know, it's it's zooming in on Joker, putting makeup in the mirror. And you could see that the things around him form a bat face. Right, right. and, and I'm talking like the animated series kind of bad yeah, to it. Yeah. So um so that and that's pretty much it. They don't make any allusions towards like the Flash or Central City or anything huh. else. Interesting. That Interesting. movie apparently is still happening. Uh well I mean he, I know Ezra Miller s- made a cameo appearance in this last in uh, Crisis on Eight Universe. Yeah. yeah, I've been meaning to watch that whole uh, series of episodes cuz it looks really super cool. Um, and I'm glad that he made uh, an appearance. It'll probably never come up again uh, in the does. movies. Uh, yeah, no, no, it won't <laughs> come up in the movies at all. I'm still waiting for some connection to you. And it's like, you know, am I too soon? Yeah, yeah. I'm too soon. Yeah, Fear him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Snyder come. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, jeez. Oh, That's what made uh, Bruce Wayne retire. <laughs> <laughs> Done with this shit. Um, I want to keep on talking about um, uh, Palpatine being a uh, Palpatine's uh, well, Ray's father being a failed Palpatine clone. Yeah, but we're out of time. Okay. Um, so we'll uh, hopefully we'll discuss that next episode. If we don't, we don't, because uh, we forgot. No, I definitely want to talk about that next episode. I've got I've got thoughts on that. You got thoughts? All right, cool. So from both of us here. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes, Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. Broadcasting live from last Saturday night <laughs> from the quarantine zone of New York City. <laughs> Y'all out there stay healthy. And while you're out there, you can also try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week.